Kankakee Podcast is presented by Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design Family of Businesses, celebrating 25 years of small business ownership in Kankakee County. Learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. Thankful for the way these stories hold on To the lifetime we won't get back, I know These rivers carry Welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and today we are recording on location in an old radio studio, none other, which I absolutely love. I've always wanted to go inside this building, and I finally have, like, checked that off my Kankakee bucket list. (laughs) So we're in the practice space of alternative rock band carrying torches in uh, downtown Kankakee. Hey guys. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you guys coming. Thanks for inviting me into this historic (laughs) building. Like, so WKAN used to have their studios here. I don't know the exact years. Do you guys know the exact years? Yeah, no, I don't. But I don't. I'd have to look it up because I was kind of talking to. Um, there were some photos though that, like, I remember seeing with some cars that looked like they were from like the fifties. Yeah, it dates back, and yeah. I can't remember because at one point they had, they also had a studio on Court Street, not that far from where we're at here on mm-hmm. Skyler. They had a location there, like around the same era, and I don't know if this one was first or if that one mm. was first or whatever. They've moved around quite a bit, but it's still just cool to be in this building. And it's cool that the the building still kind of like goes along with that whole arts music movement, because now a lot of bands and uh, podcasters actually work out of here, too. Yeah. So it's just really cool that the building kind of yeah. lives on in that vein. It has definitely morphed over the years, too, since we've been here. There's always a good mix. Sometimes there's even, like, tattoo artists in here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's right, John. I think up, you were... You know? Yeah, John was talking... Yeah, there's been a couple time. tattoo artists. Yeah. We should... I am so sorry. We should go around and introduce everyone so we know what you guys sound like. So you can go first, John. Uh, I'm John Gray. Uh, I play the drums and do backup vocals. Um, Justin Daniel, play guitar and sing. Misty Oakry, synthesizer, backup vocals. All right. Well, That's welcome. Well, <laughs> welcome, guys. Again. And we're missing, what, two, one, yeah. one, two members? Uh, two. We have Taylor Smith, who plays lead guitar, and Mike Geisy, or Mike Bass, who plays the bass and sings. So if you don't know Mike Bass, he has always had a mohawk. Like ever sure. since, yeah. ever Let's since I've known, him, yeah. I've known Mike Bass, he's always had a mohawk. Yeah. And when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, he did not have a mohawk. And I was like, bro, this is the first time I've seen you yeah. without a mohawk. It was just, it was like a life changing yeah. moment. It just blew my mind. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, he was probably playing guitar instead of bass. That yeah. was the other yeah, thing probably- that blew, like he's called Mike bass because he plays bass. But in this other band full of moxie that I was watching him play in, he was playing guitar. Yeah, he plays guitar and, and sings. Yeah. So I didn't know if I should call him Mike bass. I'm like, so are you Mike guitar? <laughs> Are you? Yeah, Full of Moxie is great too. If anyone yes. is listening that would like to check out some other local bands, they're kind of on the rise. I would say they do like some uh, 
a lot of cover stuff, but they also have some of their own songs as well. They have originals yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, they're a really good band. Yeah, absolutely. So we have all known each other for a long time from various things. When I used to play in a band called The Projection, John played drums in a band called Pilgrims. Justin yep. was the front man of like a metalcore yeah, yeah. band. Yeah. Discord. Uh, well, there's Discord. There, and there's, before that, it was the Anitra. The, yes. Anitra. Yeah, the so, Anitra. Yeah, and no, then wasn't was there still. another one in there, or was it just those uh, two? I think that was pretty much it. The Anitra was like the high school days. Yes. So and was, then Discord came and then Discord after. Like mid-20s, yeah. and now. I took like a few-year break just cooking. <laughs> well i mean chef. you 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 just like the rest of us like yeah. obviously i've moved on yeah as well we've all moved on into other yeah. things because you have to make money yeah you, you have gotta, to make a living right yeah. you, the, art you can only have so many passion projects yeah art doesn't always in the air at yeah once. exactly <laughs> art doesn't always to... pay the bills yeah. right yeah. so and then misty you have always uh, misty and john are together a couple mm-hmm. of course <laughs> and so you've always been around in the scene in that sense, too. But I'm trying to remember, were you in any other bands? Yes, I was. I was a synth player in an electronic rock band called Light Tribe. And we headlined Merchant Street and played a lot in probably like 2009, 2010 time. Okay. Did Pilgrims and Light, Light Tribe, Tribe oh, ever yes, play? That's how I met John. That's how I met Misty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't know yeah. that. I had no idea. I never even, I don't think I remember Light Tribe at all from mm-hmm. that time because I don't think we ever, Best I don't class. think Projection and Light Tribe ever played shows so. together. I don't think so. So, I mean, I always just saw you with John yeah. every time because we played so many shows with Pilgrims back in the day yeah. mm-hmm. that I mean, I can't even count. What was yeah. that? Oh yeah, I I am expert band girlfriend, photographer, merch girl, <laughs> you name yeah, it. All, uh, of the above. all of those things, and I do that in this band too. Yeah, you know? well, <laughs> band that, mom. That's but, uh, that's how it goes. Someone's got to take care of. I remember playing with projection uh, Bishop McNamara a couple times. Uh, yeah, I can't the, remember what that, uh, that outdoor the, festival. The f- Fall Fest or Bishop yeah, or Ma- no Mac Fest. And Anitra played, yeah, we played, played a, that we played too. A, like a trailer, like a flat it was, I yeah. feel like we talked about this so in an interview before. We, we did. Well, <laughs> we see, that's get, the thing. We like, under the same thing. We've so I know. Like I've interviewed you guys. I've interviewed carrying torches in so many different veins. At this point, <laughs> this is probably like our sixth interview yeah. at least. Yeah. From yeah. so I used to host another podcast called Pop Punk and Pizza. Mm-hmm. So you guys were on that twice. Mm-hmm. And then you've been on WFAV Couple countless times. times. Couple times. Yeah, yeah. times. <laughs> and then this is the first time you're on Kanky Key yeah. podcast. So, yeah. which it was long overdue. But yeah, so I mean, it's what, well, oh yeah, we right back to MacFest. Yeah. yeah. So I think the, I can't remember, I was talking with someone. I was talking to someone about this the other day. I think that was like 2007, 2008, because they did it for like two years, Mm -hmm. two or three years at that point in like the late 2000s. And yeah, I remember one of those years, literally there was a like a semi- Yeah. Semi-trailer. Trailer, like an open semi-trailer bed. Yeah. That was the stage. Yeah. Like right off of Brookmont. Yeah. It was like right there. Right. It was right at the Ed Bishop McNamara Catholic High School. Right, yeah. And it was so weird because like, of course it's so long, but it was so- narrow yeah, right. yeah. it was everyone was just kind of like crunched on there yeah. and i can't remember i think it was either the the year before or the year after that that we actually had a legitimate stage it might have been the year before before I, um, I remember we only played the one year yeah and it was a blast it was fun it was know? fun yeah yeah it was it was kind a good of, time yeah but i feel like probably should go back a little bit into the just the start carrying torches just because I feel like there's probably a lot of people that are listening to this that never obviously listen to any of the interviews that we've done in any other circles or maybe because obviously like maybe they heard about you when you did an interview on WFAV but those uh, those interviews on the radio station are usually very short yeah not very uh, right very quick not very long and open-ended kind of like this so I feel like we should kind of go to the beginning of still into it of carrying torches <laughs> yeah so this goes to let's see if i can remember the year is it 2016 or 2015 ding, ding, ding. 2016, okay. 2016 right, the first yeah time. you're right good memory well go if ahead. i may <laughs> yeah Misty. Uh, 
has the, the floor. The collaboration started when John actually was filling in for Discord and Merchant Street. They needed a fill-in drummer. Their drummer was having some personal mm-hmm. issues at the time. So John was called up from the miners. Yep. To and so Discord, to, to elaborate again, is, was we, Justin's band. Was and you Justin's were fronting band. that band. Yeah. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember because normally it's so easy for John to pick up everything. He does the DJ drum thing. He just is good at improv. And he was like practicing these songs and sweating and getting frustrated because the thing you will find about Justin is he has his own, well, we call it Justin timing, but um, there's no other way to describe it. Like he's got these syncopations and he hears it this way. He's visionary. He's got... He sees big picture. So know, what she's so. saying is your timing sucks. It sucks. Right? Well, <laughs> it nice. doesn't. It's not. nice, but it is goofy. It's off. And it I probably, if it wasn't for these guys propelling the delusion forward, everyone else would just be like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> but anyway. Um, so John was having a hell of a time. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. A heck of a time trying. He, yeah, coming to he the, was, but yeah. it's good for us to all broaden our horizons. But needless to say, the two of them had enough musical chemistry in those discord days to want to create their own project justin's uh he plays guitar right-handed he's also a drummer and he drums left-handed so i actually uh, chalk it up to that i completely (laughs) forgot you were a drummer (laughs) i'm not you're not i I used to play the drum as a kid okay and i used to beat on him but But so that was set up left-handed but that was your first instrument (laughs) that was he set the drum kit up left-handed so you are a left-handed right-handed okay yeah but are you i'm left-handed you are lefty, but you play right-handed. Oh yeah, I taught, dude. My, my grandpa just, was right-handed, and he taught me how to play. So he taught oh, me how to right-handed okay. guitar. See and that? I was, that I, I agree with John. That yeah. explains it. <laughs> yeah, that really does. Yeah, that yeah. because I have, and I don't know. Like I was always told, anytime that when I was in the projection and we would go into the studio and record our songs, the engineer would usually compliment me on how well my rhythm was like I was consistent but see like I was using my dominant hand. my dominant hand yeah not my hand yeah. that's not dominant yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no one has ever told me how consistent my rhythm was but here's ever. the thing has it it probably has improved at this point yeah no I mean I can't yeah oh like, yeah well and John we, plays to a you still play to a click right yeah a I play a click track, track. yeah, yeah. It's helped me a lot for sure yeah uh, like as far as timing with Playing with him over the years has gotten me more tight. Whipped you into shape. We've yeah, all we've all improved. Yeah, yeah, we we work off each other. Yeah. I have a question for you, Jake. Yeah. Um, I did not realize you uh, worked with Seth uh, whatsoever, our our producer for this song. Yeah. Small talk. We haven't even talked I, about yeah how, the song yet. How did you enjoy working with Seth? Oh, Seth. I mean, Seth Henderson is amazing. He's great, um, isn't he? Yeah. So <laughs> like, now that you're bringing up that, and so, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. So the carrying torches latest single which we're going to play here in just a little bit. It was recorded with Seth Henderson, who, if if you're a fan of, of like... Pop Midwest, punk, Midwest emo. In pop Midwest punk. emo, yeah. indie. Chicago-based pop punk bands, things like yeah, that. Yeah, even bands like State Champs, though. Right. Seth works with State Champs. Seth is, he did all, most of the Real Friends mm-hmm. records. Yeah. All of the Knuckle Puck Knuckle records, puck. I think... Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. I saw. For, I saw the records all over yeah, his walls. It think, was so cool. Because I think uh, Knuckle Puck did all of their records there, but Real Friends did almost everything except for maybe one or two records. And then State Champs is State a big Champs, one. Yep. He's done a lot of work with Derek from State Champs. There's other. Oh, uh, Devil Wears Prada has recorded with. Seth. With Seth, yeah, 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 that's right. Oh well, okay. If you don't recognize those names, and you might remember this name from high school, Alistair. Yeah, um, Alistair. Alistair. <laughs> so when they were celebrating, I think it was 20 years as a band, they went in to record at ABG Studios with Seth, and they re-recorded like 20 of their songs <laughs> to celebrate 20 years yeah, as a that's, band. That's what, awesome. what was the big song? Uh, somewhere down in Fullerton. Somewhere, somewhere down in Fullerton. Yeah, <laughs> Dri- the drive-through records era, era yeah, early yeah. 2000s, <laughs> mid 2000s. Um, so Seth is just—he's just a ball of energy. And he's just so quick. He's yeah. quick. He's the quickest producer I've ever he's worked a, with. He's he like, is literally always genius. <laughs> <laughs> always be genius. Yeah. The, in case you were wondering what ABG stands for, it stands for always, always be, be genius. genius. Yeah. Because, well, Seth and his brother, too. I don't know if his brother is still working out of the studio there. He has a twin brother. Oh. 
Maybe, um, maybe that wasn't Seth then. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. They, they are pretty ident- <laughs> identical looking. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if he's still working out of, out of ABG or not. But I, you know, I only worked with Seth just the one time when the projection we put out our last EP. And that was in, we recorded with him in 2014. So almost 10 wow. years ago. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've just got nothing but great things to say. I was just trying to think of some examples from that time when I worked with him, but obviously you guys worked with him a lot more recently because small talk was recorded. What? in just the last, this the last first year. weekend of November, 2022 is when we went and, it was a very good experience for our band. We got an Airbnb and had fun, d- did the sleepover with the boys. They were laughing so hard. I felt like I was hanging out with the jackass crew <laughs> <laughs> all weekend. You know, laugh so hard your belly hurts. You know, so, yeah, you know, working with Seth on Small Talk, which was, you know, from from the history of carrying torches that I've seen since you guys have started, has probably been quite a big difference recording with Seth versus some of the other people that you've recorded with just because the way Seth records is just so different from the other. I, I can't think of the well, other producers and he's a producer. And, and yeah. We've mostly just done like tracking and mixing with people. You know, we've had producers like in post help us with stuff and put things together in songs that were added after. But having a producer in the room as it was happening and the ideas that could flow that way were just so much more, I mean, this word's kind of played out, but magical. It could just be switch on a dime. Okay, let's do this. Okay, let's do that vocal cue like this. Let's do this guitar thing that we weren't doing before or let's work on your rhythm <laughs> you know <laughs> like you know let's let's make it like he's like uh is there a reason why you're doing that i'm like ah no i'm just doing that he's like okay well, why don't we stop that and, and that just makes you like yeah, you're instantly yeah, yeah. just like sweating bullets like yeah. uh it, no, the, funny, the funny thing is is it was so low-key and working with someone of that caliber and it feeling that like chilled out and even at him asking you to do something that you're not comfortable with it just like i think our overall feeling was just we're here to like focus and make this cool and let's listen to whatever he says and don't have any resistance to it. Now that you bring that up, now I can think of a more of a direct example. So if you're a guitar player, there's a technique. uh, It's like, what is it? Hammer off, Uh right? Yeah. So like a hammer off. So (laughs) being in a pop punk band or in a punk oriented band, you don't really do hammer offs too much, right? Right. That's like an eighties rock thing, right? It's or like something. it's it's more like Fair I rock. feel like hard rock, metal. Okay, yeah. Like those classic rock maybe like they classic do rock, like the yeah. whole hammer off techniques. Not usually well, in classic punk. rock is like Nirvana now. So that's true. I should probably watch probably watch what I era yeah, that's true. But anyway, so <laughs> sorry. You know, like so since like I was writing in the the punk esque style. I'm not doing hammer offs. I never learned how to do hammer offs. Right. And we had this heavier song that we were recording, and he's like, "It would sound so much better if you would just do this, this hammer off." And I'm like, "I've never done that in my life." <laughs> Pull <laughs> I mean, off the string. Yeah. So he's like, "Okay, so let's <laughs> let's go over yeah, this because yeah. it was more like a like of a hard rock. This this particular riff was in more of a, a harder." vein than any of like the previous more punk sounding stuff that we did so just the way i needed to bounce from note to note yeah that's why he was like you need to do this hammer off technique because otherwise you're not going to be able to move fast enough and between all the and make it yeah. sound natural and you know you get it's all not, those clunky or and whatever. yeah you're gonna get all those notes that you're not supposed to play yeah, like yeah. in between it sounds okay like when you're at home on your acoustic but yeah when you put it into a studio it's like you can't do that anymore yeah like, so like, yeah. so yeah he <laughs> he and our other guitarist in the band at the time went over that so taking in particular, taking small talk into the studio with Seth mm-hmm. and him listening to it, what were the things? What's what's the difference between what we're hearing and the way that it sounded before? And or the way that it what sounded I think before. is sometimes when it is actually your band, you are like too close to the elephant, like you can't really see what it is, and it's just such a benefit if you can get those extra eyes and ears on it they can extract what's the best out of it and then hear like the ghost of an idea maybe that you didn't hear because like being in a band is really hard like you have to act like you're famous before you are you have to do everything including writing the songs you know so anywhere you can get a little massage from 
someone else and someone who's putting their mind power and talents into your music and then you end up with just like this fine product at the end it's it's like the best feeling in the world one of them and the the thing with seth too there was a moment my favorite moment of the whole weekend it was like a johnny cash type moment which when justin was in the vocal booth i was sitting next to seth he was like i don't believe you dude do it again like (laughs) he's like i do not believe you and then justin (laughs) executed it uh as well as i've ever heard him uh, as well as it's okay like like, dude justin he did the same thing to me he did this he's like i remember him like you know talking back in the headphones while i'm in the vocal booth and he's just like yeah i don't know man like i don't feel the i don't hear the heart i don't feel the heart that's exactly how yeah he's like it just (laughs) but it's like if you're one of your own band members maybe said that to you Mm -hmm. it wouldn't permeate the way it does when it's the engineer telling justin like sometimes for me (laughs) i'm so when i've been in the vocal booth before sometimes i'm just so concentrated on like making sure i hit all the right notes or maybe there's just one particular note in that song that i know like i have to kind of like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) where it's like maybe why do i make this so difficult a tad (laughs) bit out of my range and so then i'm just so like focused in on that that i kind of forget to inject the soul yeah. into the mm-hmm. into my performance because you're thinking about it too much. Yeah, yeah. everyone on a microphone right now. We're, we're all singers. I think we can all agree. Uh, singing is very hard. Uh, it is, <laughs> but especially well, we, really, we're, John. We're all attempting to sing. We're all attempting. It's to different sing, than obviously. being a singer, but but especially <laughs> be humble here when when you don't have your instrument in hand. Sure, you're stripped of all that. Yeah. You're Hashtag sitting in guitarist this booth. problems. And that's all you're supposed to concentrate. It's yeah. intimidating. I kind of, I kind of like it in a way. I think because I just was comfortable with that particular song. But like, if we had to do like back to back to back to back and song after song after song, I could, I would feel, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we're doing one a day. So, like, so that... what did you do to like inject that soul into the song after Seth? Hey, I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, cough drops and energy drinks. That well, <laughs> no, you didn't. There wasn't. You didn't like think of more because I don't know. Because I know we've we've delved kind of into your because you're the lyricist mm-hmm. in the band still, right? Or are these lyrics coming from other members of the the band at uh, this point? This particularly is my lyrics, but Misty and I collaborate on other songs that we're writing now mm-hmm. that we've written in the past so if i remember correctly you usually write from like personal experiences right or yeah i mean sometimes you're narrative sometimes style. you make up yeah i'll make up things, things it'll be there. based on because i remember what was it computer mm-hmm. computer yeah. was based on tv show right or uh, am i thinking of a different song? no that you're right that was based on westworld a little bit that's Westworld. It. yeah no, that's yes. unraveling i thought well they kind of both were they okay, were like back okay. to back yeah. yeah. So I know but sometimes a, you yeah. kind of pull from. Yeah. Just like yeah. the, it was like that, that song was like kind of the integration of like people and AI, you know, it was just yeah. a goofy, weird. Beware like, the real bear yeah. uprising. Yeah. Ex, ex machina. <laughs> like, <laughs> uprising thing. But with small talk though, mm-hmm. I mean, you do have a lot of personal yeah. lyrics, but I feel like this one definitely. Well, I, I think, at, and John, like when we first started the project, John and I would like, text back and forth especially at first like we were like in a honeymoon stage you know and just like oh i got this idea and, and this idea a bunch of crazy you mean to say other. that still doesn't happen oh it does, <laughs> it does. but it, it, was de- does. it was definitely like like oxytocin stage like we we're like oh we got this new project you know it just was yeah. it was just like kind of wild but he he basically said like singing's hard writing is hard and you got to just be as honest and write tell the most compelling honest story you can you know, and that's a hard thing to like just tackle. Like the first day you hear it, I've always loved writing and writing lyrics, and whether I'm good at it or not is kind of beside the point because I just like it. It's something that's fun for me. But I was, I was just more. At, I, I think prior to that, I was just kind of more interested in, in like the linguistics of it, the words, and the way that like the they way they're pronounced, the way they went together, and just, just yeah, using interesting words and the subjects were kind of just subjects to me and it's just the way like the way that you could describe a subject was more interesting to me than maybe actually what was being said which is kind of odd mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll say that to you know yeah as a critic of myself but it's just something i it's just a something that just grabbed me as a young age at a young age and i just kind of went with it and then kind of john set me on a different path with that and yeah because i don't hear that in small talk 
I don't Not at hear. All. No. Yeah, I feel no. like you're you really are telling a story that actually happened. Actually happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that actually just, happened to it did you. Happen. Yeah. It doesn't sound <laughs> like what pandering. you were just describing. Not at all. Yeah. Like kind of what I was saying with John or about John and what the things he said to me, like it kind of it obviously resonated and I've tried tried over and over again, I think, to just do that and get better at that and hone those stories and like actually not only write about things that happen to me, but while I'm living my life, like try to be more present about the things that are happening to me and notice maybe the details a little bit better and try to hold on to them in a way that would make my writing better. So small talk for you, was it one of those songs where it just came out and that was it? Or was it something that took you a long time to get well, this all out? Because so, it's it's amazing how some of the most iconic songs in the world you hear the stories and they're just like, yeah, it just fell out. Yeah. And sometimes it does happen that way, but sometimes it's, it'll take years the verses, for that song the to come to The verses I just wrote in like two seconds. Kind of, sometimes I'll do that where it's just like, da, 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 like line after line. And maybe <laughs> maybe I'll come back, cut out a few words or try to tighten it up or make it fit the, the structure a little bit. But typically like this song was just the verses came out and then we had this other chorus. About the weather. About the weather and... <laughs> How the f is the weather? Yeah, <laughs> was the original. It was kind of just. It was kind of just placeholder lyrics for me. I kind of knew that. I was like, but oh. it fits with the whole small to- small talk. Theme. That's where the name came from. Yeah, because yeah. weather. Yeah, because yeah. that's what. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. the weather's great today, hey. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, you know, are you yeah. enjoying it's this weather like John, we're having, Jake? By the way, John and I, when we first saw each other, day. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. So yeah, it was kind of a placeholder chorus, and then I honestly don't remember like when the next chorus came as far as like when i wrote it most of it goes nowhere but sometimes every so often i'm like ah that's cool let's do that that's it yeah and then i came to practice and and showed these guys the new chorus and they were like nah we like the old chorus and i'm like yeah i know but i don't think we're gonna keep that so so what what (laughs) how did that battle get determined did you put your foot down or was it like when you brought it to seth where you're like seth what do you think no i've done it a few (laughs) times where i have the structure of a song one way and then it changes and I think it's better. And then I kind of just temper it, you know, like Mm. I try not to be like forceful about it, but like, let's just try it. Let's just try it. Let's just try it. And then it feels better and better and it gets tighter and then they like their parts. And then it's kind of just feels more cohesive, you know, in this song in particular, there's a very distinct punch that I had to fight these boys for a lot yeah. every uh, time. And honestly, yeah. it makes the whole song. It really it did, does. Yeah, oh, the but punch. they would never tell me that at the time when I'm <laughs> telling them my idea. Well, I had to. We did fight around. <laughs> we did fight. Justin, I hope this doesn't sound bad because I don't mean it in a bad way. No, of course. Your vocal performance, I feel like, is so different compared to a lot of the other previous carrying yeah. torches and i don't know if that's something seth worked on with you or if it was just like for this particular song but i felt like the words kind of fell out of your mouth more instead of before i feel like it always kind of sounded more gritty and forceful yeah and i don't know if that was just something new you were trying with this song no or... i mean i i've been kind of working in like uh that lower i guess that lower range it's more natural for me it's easier for me to do longer sets you know those types of things and i think i was in the past writing and singing, I kind of felt like obligated to have to like sing like a, maybe a higher octave or to just cut through or to fit the genre or whatever. And I just kind of like, you know what, this is the way that I sound natural. And this is sounds it, it's for me, it's better. And it, you know, it's more sustainable. And I just kind of been throwing that into some verses here and there, maybe even some choruses and stuff and just trying, trying it out. And I wasn't sure what Seth was going to say. I wasn't sure like if it even sounded good, but I was like, it's just sounded to just from my perspective, you sounded so much more comfortable. Yeah. And, and that's, and it just I mean, sounded... I, I, am, I mean, in that lower range, I am more comfortable and right. I can move through it a little bit, you know? So. Yeah. Cause before I could feel like the uncomfortableness, yeah. I feel like a little bit sure. to where this, it just felt more natural. Yeah. And it just, just, maybe it was just the way the instrumental was too. It just yeah. kind of all flowed yeah. together. But I kind of felt like it's like okay, it's like this is Justin. Yeah, <laughs> like this is well, this Seth is really Justin. It. Yeah, he complimented it because I was like, I sang it. He's like, let's just do a practice one. Let's just see what it sounds like. You know, I'm sure you you you're remembering yes. your experience. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and I'm like, okay, so we do a couple practice ones, and then I start kind of playing around with like I'm um, singing it, 
And I started kind of singing like higher in certain spots. And he's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like again, I would be like my, I'd be like, why? Sweat just. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, just trying it out, you know. And he's like, okay, he's like, uh, why don't you try the other way? That other way, you got like some swagger going on. Well, no one's ever said I'm that <laughs> swagger. So <laughs> like, well, once yeah. he said that, like everything changed, like vocally um, in the song. Yeah, like, it, yeah. I, I was sitting in the booth next. He gave me some confidence in that, yeah. in that lower register. So I started to feel like. Okay, like I maybe I can turn this into something a little bit, and then I started to kind of get like real comfortable. And, and you're then, like, okay, and it sounded cool, you know. And then when I did go up into the higher range, like it was more meaningful to the song, I think, and it didn't. The verses didn't take away from the choruses, and vice versa. And I think the choruses are really because you go into that, that what is it, that C sharp major there, and it's just like I, ah. I didn't sit down with my guitar. It's, to just, try to real, <laughs> it's just real big in that chorus, you know, yeah. and it's just like. Well, that's a very big song. The 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 sounds are very big. That's been our Anthem. number one critique. By uh, we we've like submitted it to like different uh, like sub. I think it's called Submit Hub. It's like a Submit Hub. Yeah, yeah it's like a, a music admissions. Like you can get onto like playlists. Oh, the pl- okay. Yeah, yeah, I have and, heard and, of that. And, one. and I did yeah. like this whole hot or not campaign. And I, you know, I basically would listen to new songs and then give them a score, and then they would do our song. for you. Yeah, oh, so that's it's cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you get, cool. yeah. It's, I thought it was really cool. Uh, the major critique was like. Yeah, wall of sound. Just the dynamics could be a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool tune, but I I agree. I think we could moving forward in our writing process think about those types of things. You know, so to get kind of nerdy and technical, <laughs> and, and I know you guys have probably seen this when you if you take a a song for like let's say you take a Beatles song, sure, like the original mastered. Beatles song and let's say you've got an mp3 of it you take that and you open it up in a recording software for me it would be Adobe Audition so you open it up in your Adobe Audition software and you look at the waveform of that originally mastered Beatles song from the 60s and then you take something from 2023 and you open up that wave file let's say like Harry Styles Mm -hmm. take a Harry Styles song and you open that up in Adobe and you look at the waveform, you're going to see like just straight, just straight waves. Like it's yeah. just going to be just this thick band and you're not going to see like the movement of up and down, kind of like you would think of like a, a an monitor? EKG yeah. or like yeah. a heart yeah. monitor. You know, you see the heart monitor go up and down yeah. when squiggle up and down, you yeah. squiggle up and down. Now that's what you're going to see. When you look at that Beatles song from the 60s, you're going to see those variations mm-hmm. of when the band is louder and softer. You're going to see that. But the way things are mastered nowadays is much different. It's yeah. usually just, everything's just yeah, as big just, as possible. Those those yeah. waves are just hot. hot. Mm-hmm. Everything's just, like you said, a wall of yeah. Do you think sound. the reason for that is because the primary way people listen to music is on their phone? Um, I sure mean, it, well, sure. there's there's an age, and I don't, actually, I don't think this is made up. I feel like there, there used to be this war, and it probably, this type of war was going on when the Beatles were first coming out, but it used to be like a competition of who can get their songs the loudest. Mm. Like, you would purpose that goes on in this building on thursday nights when all the bands are practicing (laughs) yeah like no you would it was almost like the band with the louder mastered song was like better Mm. was perceived as like oh this recording is better Mm. like i know when i was an up-and-coming musician as a kid i remember there being like i'd try to get my friends to listen or whatever and you would like hand them your crappy recording of Demo. your band, right? Demo, yeah. yeah. And of course it pales in comparison to a major label yeah. production, right? Where that, that master is just on point. <laughs> and of course your final mastered mix is a lot lower than theirs. Mm-hmm. Let's say you pop that CD in the CD player. They've got to turn up their car stereo Just to get it to the same as what it was this the previous song so to get it up to like rihanna level yeah you know like <laughs> yeah so yeah um so i there there's so there was that kind of i don't yeah. know if that's still a thing anymore and but i know at one point it was like people would always try to outdo one another with the loudest well i do think that song. when you're an artist you want the best capture oh, and yeah. trust me we've gone through the triathlon of all different recording bedroom to the studio and the 
ABG is the loudest mm-hmm. and it sounds the best. Oh, yeah. So maybe loudest is the best. I don't know. It's it's really it's all personal preference. Yeah. Everyone has their own opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it depends on the genre you're doing as well. Mm-hmm. But others will argue with that on that. Like well, I would I would love to hear Seth's opinion on that now that we're yeah. Talking sure. about Get him that. on the podcast. He would, yeah, he <laughs> well, he's would. Not he's not Kanky. He he's not Kanky. He's connected but, a lot, though. Look at well, yeah. I feel like Seth does a good balance on kind of between like keeping dynamics in mind of yeah. going up and down, yeah, but sure. also Definitely. making sure that well, that's it's not, not that's us. You know, we're a, we're a five piece band, and like none of yeah. us stop to take a look around the entire song you know what i mean so that's yeah that's awesome. right if i may yeah. if i may also it's like music is oh, the weirdest thing ever recording music isn't like capturing fireflies in a jar you know it's this invisible thing a song is an invisible thing you know you have it you have your parts you play them with your band members. It's like this invisible force. We're all kind of doing the same thing. Your band members are helping you remember the song just like you're helping them. And some songs are just cursed from the start and they can never be captured <laughs> and never be recorded. It's like some, it is so crazy. Or like sometimes, But sometimes those lightning in the bottle moments do mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Though, but they usually don't happen. I mean, sometimes they happen while you're recording, but I feel like those moments usually happen like when you're writing, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, like, let's say John does this fill a little differently than he did like the previous time you ran through the song. And then Justin's like, whoa, yeah. like, dude, what what was that? Yeah. Like, do do that every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, and then that John's like, and then John's like, Misty, record me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what we do. That's, that's, yeah, we yeah. Do the video recordings. Mm-hmm. We yeah. come up. With or sometimes you'll moments. just be jamming and you'll have something great and you just let it go mm-hmm. and it's gone. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. yeah, and that's like the that's like the Zen Garden approach of it, and you have to have a little bit of that too because you can't be too attached to everything that comes out of you. It's just the part of the process. Getting yeah, into the no, state you have to have. It. it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah, we have all this amazing technology that literally can make anyone sound like they're you know Harry Styles mm-hmm. mentioning again. But you got to have that foundation yeah. if you're going to have any type of longevity whether it's at a local level or it's at a global level yeah Mm -hmm. you have to have it Mm -hmm. so and i mean like the previous eps that we've we've done it's been our like we've basically been at the helm as far as like most of the production ideas you know what i mean so this one was just not and it just was kind of cool to do it differently have somebody else with expertise you know give give their opinions and then us take them and and learn from them and then ultimately implement some of those those lessons and takeaways into our writing process now you know and hopefully evolve so that the next time his ideas can evolve us further and just we can kind of keep doing that synergistic approach to this whole thing you know and that's what i love about carrying torches is that you guys take your original music very seriously and then you that you take the time to be like yeah we're gonna go to someone like seth and we're gonna pay him this chunk of money yeah and some will argue okay well either i don't have that money or i'm not gonna pay all that money for that yeah i feel like regardless it's not about paying all that money so you can necessarily have this huge amount of success and stardom no that's something it's a well professionally produced song yeah. that you get to have forever and that's like, that's exactly like, that's yeah that's what we, john john and i talked about and miss john i and missy we talked about it. it's like like i want to be able to like look back on this whole thing that we're doing and feel good about it you know and feel good about the effort that we put in and make sure we put the effort in the right spots you know and it'd be great to have some songs that we've put money into and put time into and spent all this time writing and performing live and then eventually recording. And it'd be, it'd be wonderful to be able to listen to it after this is gone and just have it. And then it'd be something meaningful to us and us not have to be like, Oh yeah, that mic should have been a little closer to the bass drum or, Oh yeah, <laughs> I wish I would have done this and sing this and sing that. It's exactly. just nice to have something that's just like, Oh yeah, this is exactly how we wanted it. And we, we spent, the money and time and effort with somebody who saw that vision and actually perfected it and made it better. Yeah. So, I mean, you can look at it kind of like a tattoo. Sure. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> you, the tattoo you, artist got yeah. me too. So <laughs> you literally get what you pay for. Yeah. And I feel like it doesn't matter if you don't 
get signed to a major label and just become the next Beatles or whatever. Yeah, no, like, like, that can't be, that, that can't be it. Like, no, it, it's, can't think like it's that. just to have, it's, it's just to have, just to have it. that professional recording and show it to someone yeah. 20 years from now. Yeah. And that since you did get that professional recording, it's going to stand the test of time. Sure. And they're going to listen to it. And they're going to think, whoa, like yeah. that's you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you did that? Be like, yeah. be like, yeah, I did. Like, <laughs> wow. It, it's, it sounds just like, like what I hear on the radio. Right. It's just worth it. Well, our biggest rival is our former self, right? So as long as we're always improving on ourself, then we're, you're winning. Yeah. Another thing I just wish more of the, cause we, there's so many incredible local bands in the Kankakee area. A lot of them that write their own material and they perform their own material, but a lot of times they don't take the time to get it professionally captured and it kills me. Well, I think it it really does. And like, I really wish, I hope more of them take the time to do that because I just feel like there's so many benefits to it because we had a lot of growing pains getting there, to be honest. You know, sure. It's hard. It's not easy, but I just feel like it is worth it. You're right. You're right. I guess I'm, I'm, I just keep repeating myself, but no, I guess no, no, no. I, no, you're right. And there's more, I mean, there's, we're still looking for the, the gold of this yeah, conversation, you yeah. know, like it, you're right. You know, like, and every step that you take leads you, hopefully leads you closer to like this place where you're like, we did it, you know, the summit, however you want to look at it. And I think this was a great step for us. You know, it was just an awesome step. So yeah, I since working with him, at all. our group has been like re-energized and real had, had our sights set on the, the future. Like, let's not lie. Like the past three years have been very hard on artists everywhere, you know, right. with the pandemic you know, I and mean, just and everyone in general. Yeah, yeah we right. could all have that trauma bond. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it was cool, too. Like when after we got the, the song back, it was kind of fun. It's like we had to relearn how to play it and sing it. Yes, like because there was so many layered. Uh, and that was one of the things he when said. you work when you work with the right producer yeah. and you have to relearn your song. That's when you know you did it right. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know when you yeah. have to relearn yeah. your song. That's when you know. And that sounds weird and it sounds backwards, but I assure no, you, that true. means you did the right. You went yeah. to the right person. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we should play small talk since we've been talking so much about it. how do you want to introduce this song? Kind of give the backstory. I mean, you're talking about Chicago in this. And, you know, that's another great thing about this song is that yeah. you wrote it to where it's so relatable because literally everyone has paid way too much for this room in I Chicago. I know. Like everyone oh. has done. Every single person has yeah. done that. Yeah. Whether the room was fantastic or it was yeah horrible. We've all done it. Buyer's remorse. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we can just, I'll give a, just a quick like one liner and then we can listen to it. Yeah. And then we can talk about it after. Okay. So basically like every February, my wife and I go up to Chicago or like our anniversary and her birthday. So this is, is her birthday on Valentine's Day or is it just right around? It's a, well, our anniversary is the 11th and her, or her, sorry, her, our, I'm getting nervous now. <laughs> Now he gets our anniversary is the 22nd (laughs) and our birthday is the 11th. So so we just kind of go up. Yeah, it's like Valentine's Day is in there too. And we're just like, my fiance, her birthday's on Christmas. So I I get get it. Her sister's birthday's on Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's really close. Yeah. 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 I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Liz. <laughs> I got nervous. I had the butterflies in my chest. Um, well, so anyway, that that's the gist of the song and how the song got written, and then that's it. Pretty good. 
after hearing small talk now, so we know the premise of the song is kind of centered around that yearly ritual of celebrating your wife's birthday and your anniversary. But the song's called Small Talk, though. So is it just kind of like, is it about getting through? Because we've all been on, it it doesn't even matter if it's a vacation or it's a date night or whatever. We've all had those John and Misty just get into like an argument right Right. before, (laughs) right before they're going out for a date night. And then it, (laughs) so then you go out on the date night and there's this tension and all you're having is this small talk. Um, like it's like is that where it you know but then finally well, you get through it after you have the small well, talk i mean <laughs> i mean is that it's it's kind of like the, the song's kind of like if anyone anyone who might be listening that knows me knows like i have a great sense of humor and you do have a great sense of humor. He does have at least i think i do he does <laughs> um it's kind of a sarcastic title but it's also it also is true we had man. we had an enlightening experience that evening, and uh, you know we just had all we had was each other to get through it, and we made small talk. <laughs> you guys okay. were Joe Rogan was, up there. It wasn't. You, quite, it it wasn't can you quite, elaborate a you little more, Rogan-ing? or is it too? Uh, you, know, you know, I mean, I mean, we we enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> um, Don't be so coy. Thanks. We enjoyed ourselves. We enjoyed ourselves. And, uh, you know, it was yeah. almost prim uh, over yeah, here. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. But yeah, I mean, we. Uh, that is open to interpretation, <laughs> which open. I like. You can listen to the song. Just, and just how this, you know, just how the song, like, there's so many artists <laughs> that talk about their songs. And there's some of them that don't even want to actually talk about the meanings behind them. Yeah. Because what, you know, small talk means that to you, but like one of your fans is going to listen to it and it's something else completely different for them. For sure. Like it's a completely, they yeah. have a completely different takeaway yeah. from it because it speaks to them in a different tone. Yeah. Then like a few comments we've heard about it is like, man, this is just like the perfect road trip song. Like I could hear myself listening to this, like in the middle of the summer, kick back with like a friend and we're just like on a trip. You yeah. Know? I feel like the verses are definitely focused on self-improvement. Like almost you are kind of like talking yourself into why you should be gassing yourself up. You know? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Kind of a motivational. It's like very positive it's like, message. Yeah, it's positive. Around. Choosing to be like the best version of yourself despite maybe flaws, right? Despite Or things. despite society around you. Or society or, yeah. or how you interpret it and just constantly trying to improve in, in a good way and not in a self-deprecating or, you know... Well, self, I think self. you hit the nail on the he- the yeah. head with the whole how you interpret yeah. <laughs> society, exactly. like because you that can, right there, yeah, and you should try to have a charitable outlook on society. I think it's it's much better that way. I think a lot of us, <laughs> o- well, yeah, a lot of us often forget that whatever we read from a, a certain media source, it doesn't matter what kind sure. of media it is. This podcast included, it's, right? This is just. Just a t- such a small percentage. Well, you're doing good work. World. You're doing good work. I think yes, Jake. because yeah, you're absolutely. doing good work oh, thanks, because guys. you're Snap. you're taking the time to listen to just <laughs> normal folks or and just people who are you know interesting or important are, to the community. Are important to the community. You guys are making me um, blush. But but like taking time to listen to them more than just like what they would read on a social media you know forum like a yeah. Facebook or whatever. Not, well, not thanks, man. I wasn't looking for compliments, but, but no, it is. It's important it. work. Well, you know, thanks, it's important man. work, and and not everyone's doing it, and not everyone's taking the time to do it and not everyone stops to think about that so i mean well thanks dude yeah but yeah just to like and it doesn't matter what type of media source it is it doesn't matter if it's facebook cnn mm-hmm. a newspaper you know sure. the daily journal that is just whatever they're reporting is a small percentage of the world exactly. it doesn't matter if the, and it's usually the extremes because that's well, what well and it doesn't matter sells. right and <laughs> it know? doesn't matter if you're just ingesting a, a good news story a bad news story right. whatever it is it's still it's not everything it's not it's not it's not, it's not the norm it's not everything yeah. it's just a, a small right. percentage mm-hmm. you know so i think we often forget that like yeah. the, the world is bigger than a shooting that happened in Chicago, as or much whatever. as like you know, you as as bad as that is, yeah, you feel compassion and empathy for those things. Yeah, yeah, it's like but what's we all need around to be. in the, the local, you know, right. try to stay as local as possible mentally and help the people in mm-hmm. the community. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. positive, 
positive uh, initiatives mm -hmm. and positive mindsets create right. more positive initiatives right. and mindsets. Exactly. And exactly. So yeah, not to get, not to get no. off on that big tangent. Well, no. what you nourish yourself um, with digitally, and I, it's very important. Yeah, and, just all around. And mm -hmm. the other the other point, like that, I think to work off of what she said in this, like the second verse talks about like. And my dad listened to the song and he was like called me and he's like, Hey, are you okay? Like and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like He was probably worried about you and your oh, wife. For sure, like, for sure. Uh, he's like, What? Are you, are you okay? Are you, do you, know? you guys need to go to counseling? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's going are on? You strapped for cash. Yeah. You're yeah. spending a lot of money in Chicago. And uh, <laughs> and and I was like, I was like talking to my wife. I'm like, I wonder what he was like referring to. I'm like, and then I'm like, yeah, which it, lyric? And I'm reading it and like I'm like, maybe it's like the only thing that seemed like a red flag from like from a parental st standpoint, like they might think their kid like needs help is like my dreams are shattered. My life matters. Uh, yes. Um, yes. But like that's more of a humbling than it is like a woe is me. It's more of a like kind of come out of your come out of your younger self and less of your ego, less of like those childish dreams that nothing's wrong with them and it, that they work out great for some people and some they don't. Right. Yeah. But but they all, everyone has them. And I think realizing that despite whatever happens to those, your life is still important and whatever you're doing right now, you can still do it to the best of your ability. You know, that's kind of more, that's more of that saying than, than any kind of like negative connotation. But I could see some people might take it the other way. I just, I hope people don't, but if they do, I hope whatever they're going through, they get through. Um, yeah. <laughs> one thing I was thinking about as I was getting ready for this recording was, I was curious to know uh, what artists from the Kankakee area have inspired all of you guys individually, whether it was a music artist or a band or just a musician or, you know, I mean, it could be any art form, really, but specifically music like who. Go ahead, John. He's um, got a big one. John's got a good one. Uh, yeah. My very good friend, Lee Dean, who I grew up with at Central High School. I saw him play uh, Tarzan song when I was in literally in grade school, sitting on a gym floor. And I was like, that dude is so cool. I want to be a drummer, like 10 out of 10. He's so talented. Uh, definitely ha has inspired me. <laughs> I mean, you, my you and, and Lee are like the, the two drummers that are just. Yeah, he's and great. he's right Everywhere. on the other side of that wall. He's, believe yeah, it or not, yeah, he's, he's right on mirror image. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. See, I had no idea that 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 Lee was. So Lee's from Clifton too. Yes. Otto. See, Otto technically, yeah. Oh, Otto, okay, but yeah, I didn't know that. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, no, uh, just well, I guess to pick some <laughs> more people who have been in the building and folks actually one in that room. So I talked to you about the break I took with music. Yeah, kind of like my mid twenties. I kind of. Fell off and the became a, a chef. Bit. Became a chef and went yeah. to culinary school. Worked up in Chicago and then came back down here and just spent most of my time just focusing on that craft and just trying to get got married out. during that time too. Got married, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Did all the did all the things that are awesome in my life now. You know? <laughs> so, so I'm glad I did it. Yeah. But at that point, Matt Shipley was playing a lot of open mics, and I knew he was kind of like newish to doing music. I, I think maybe he had played the guitar for a while, but like doing it in bars and things like that and it, it definitely woke me up to that that old feeling i had with with music and like wow i'd love to just get out and play some more and and just seeing him like being so tenacious about it and just like day after day after day like i'm here now i'm here now mm -hmm. I'm, come check me over grind. at otr come see me at the spot come see me at a circle bar, I yeah, think there was. Like, a, yeah. I think that's the circle, first place. That circle was the bar first place I was just across the street. Yeah, yeah right. or it was across. The street. It's yeah. now Rigos. Pilgrims played there, and it was like an yeah. open mic, you know. And I remember coming back, go, going to see him, and I think that was the first time I had gone and seen local music in like a long time. And then we just, I think afterwards, we went to the spot and just talked, and it kind of just reinvigorated my need for for want or whatever for I mean, music Matt, and writing. Matt is just such a, he's just a nice guy. Yeah, he's you know, electric for sure. I mean, yeah. he has a great energy, and he's just like, yeah, he's a great you know, guy. he's just a good songwriter, great songwriter, still doing it, still doing the music thing, and, you know, now he's now they have uh, Circa, yes. which is like a production company. And, yep. You know, they're yep. just, it's great to see that they're still on that path too. And then another... Another person, not I don't know if you can have more than one. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> whoever, whoever, like you know, who, you um, know, in the Kankakee area, man. Throw I was. It out. I, I don't. I, I can never put a timeline because I'm usually not focused on it. I'm just like 
if something cool happens, I remember it, and that's how my brain functions. Yeah, <laughs> kind of messed. You up. remember, yeah, like maybe this some one of the, moment. I'm like, yeah. oh, and then I don't know how I got there, or like mm-hmm. what happened after. But <laughs> wow, it's 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Eric Swanson, I think E3PO were was playing at OTR, and they were just set up inside. It wasn't like on the deck where you'd think like all the awesome shows happen. They were just inside, and I didn't really even know Eric. I didn't know. I knew his family because my wife grew up with his family, but I didn't didn't have a personal relationship with them or anything like that. And I just saw them like just playing, and I was like, "That is so professional! Like it sounds so good! Like I was yeah, like, they're so God, good. it sounds so good!'" <laughs> and I just was a, in awe. Like there was a great crowd. Like I think it was one of his reunion shows because he kind of goes he goes off and did touring at that time. So he yes, came back and he to still town. does. I still think. yeah, still yeah. does. But yeah, no, seeing them play at that time was just another cool. Like it just. Little things like that just like make you be proud to be from Kankakee yeah. and be proud. Well, and he's area. a Grammy winner now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Good for good for him. And I think Matt's actually was doing some work with him. Matt too. is yeah. work does some work for him. Yeah, here and there. So yeah. both those guys both uh, gave me Matt gave me inspiration to get back out there, and then just Eric with the, just the professionalism on stage and just like the sound and yeah, both great. For me, disclaimer first, full disclaimer. Anybody who's out there doing it in any way, I tip my hat to you because it's not always easy. And it, it it's a vulnerability putting yourself out there and being an artist and a performer. And then for me, my story's a little different. I play a niche instrument and I'm a female. So I'm the minority in the game. I remember distinctively there used to be a lady, a pianist. Her name was Palmer Tolley, and she was a piano player, and she would play like the farmer's markets and, you know, places where a piano gig was appropriate. But my role models who are active musicians now are Angie Beeson, which is Beeson's mom. She plays in a band. She, you know, she's a great yeah, saxophone player and a super great. cool lady. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. And uh, Lee Evan, she's got a band and she does her own thing. Who else am I missing? Lee, Lee Evan and... Louie Evan and Angie, I, and uh, like there's a lot of young bloods in the game. The the Simpsons, they're out there, and then they have like the cat's pajamas, and I think they actually have two girls in their band. I do want to get out and catch them, and you know, yeah, support the ladies. My... They're everywhere, man. Yeah, they're down they're... in Watsika. I they're thought they awesome. were jamming yeah. in this building one band. day too. So and I was like, probably, what? yeah, super talented, just yeah, and young, and nice, and just, yeah, really great. They musicians. are hungry. Yeah. They got it. They got it going on. Yeah, I feel like they play the type of genre that almost anyone can enjoy or if you don't enjoy it you at least appreciate it just because it's it's such a a mix of different genres yeah it's you can't really like and it's very talented and yeah and i I think that's why showcasing each other each player if it's a guitar player's turn to kind of take the song because you know they're kind of more like an instrumental. They're more of an instrumental group. band. So like, yeah. but they do a nice job at like circling around the stage to kind of showcase. But they also have great musicianship together. So it's yes. like it's just a cool thing to watch. Uh, yeah. I, I caught them at uh, Estival Festival. It was the first time I saw them. Okay. Yeah. I've seen them. I think at least twice. Yeah. I think it was probably both times when I judged the Bourbonnais Friendship Festival Battle of the Bands. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think it was the two years that I've done that is when I've seen them and it's just their talent level. I I don't like when I'm driving in the car, I don't turn on music like the Simpsons, but I really love and appreciate what they do just because it's so good and they're so into it. Mm -hmm. So I, that's why I say, I think anyone, whether you're a metal head or you're just give me the Beatles. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've mentioned Beatles like four times. I'm going to owe them money. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say it again. Five times. Then then Ringo stars after you. (laughs) It's funny you keep mentioning the Beatles because when we, when we wrote small talk, uh, Misty and I were heavily in a Beatles documentary. Oh, and get I even back based on some Disney of the, Plus. I think the beautiful. reason why I keep saying the Beatles is just because everyone knows the Beatles. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to say a yeah. band that people are like, who's that? You know, yeah. It's all um, the psychedelic colors in here, man. It's, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the cool thing about this building, too, is, like, they're, like, uh, in terms of music, like, there's every style of music. As you, you'll hear it as you walk out the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, so it's kind of a beautiful music uh, community. Yeah. Uh, and, down, right in downtown Kankakee. So. And also, if I may, what also inspires me is like the music of like 
past band members that we work with, like Brennan and Alex, they're still doing their thing. They're still out there grinding hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that inspires me. And I hope that we inspire them still to keep going because, mm-hmm. you know, we're all old dogs. <laughs> You're not old. You're not old. <laughs> we're, we're vets. Hey, I'm, it's cool to be old now. You heard Is it here it? first. Cool oh. to be old. Okay. <laughs> well, so let's get out. So Small Talk drops on all streaming platforms March 1st. And yep. you're having a release show here in Kankakee at one of Kankakee's newest spots right mm-hmm. in downtown, mm-hmm. Rock Inn. Mm-hmm. So great that's going to be March 3rd. Yeah. Great burgers. Yeah. Five dollar burgers. Oh, five dollar. It's a butter burger. It's eight dollars any other day. And I think it's worth probably. It's well worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really okay. good. It's like the, the quintessential like bar cheeseburger, you know, like flat I'm spo- top. Yeah. Thin it's patties, perfect. Okay. I'm supposed to be fun. going there, I think, this Sunday for dinner. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to check out the hottest new spot. Yeah. In Kankakee. Um, anything else to throw out there, Carrying Torches related? Just uh, We're on all social media, www.carryingtorches.com, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Twitter. Twitter. What, you know, pick your poison. We have a flow poetry. A we flow? have a flow tree. <laughs> have a flow tree. <laughs> what is flow tree? I've never even heard of that. It's a, it's a free version of a link tree. Uh-huh. It's a, a link flow tree, page, just like a page where all your links are. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what a link, I've got I've got a link tree, but I was like, I didn't know float. I have never heard of flow tree. Yeah, so we it's do flow like trees the same thing. Here. Uh, yeah, okay. we. <laughs> you're like, yeah, get out of here, Jake, I'm with your link tree, <laughs> man. You got a flow. Yeah, flow. Well, John, Justin, Misty, this has been great. And you as well, Jake, and Thanks your so assistant, Colin. Us. Yes, give a shout out to our intern, Colin, <laughs> Colin who's been accepted to ISU Ooh, into their media. Awesome, I'm a U of I so, girl. Yeah, but, good luck, know, man. Good Did you go to school there? I went to U of I. Yeah, Misty I, went to oh, U of I. Yeah, okay. John's sister went to U. My sister went, went there to too. ISU. Okay, she's a redbird. Yeah, but yeah, everyone come out uh, to rock in March third. And 3rd, uh, keep your eyes peeled for the music video for Small Talk. Also, yeah, we're oh, all, yes. we're also filming a music video for Small Talk. Sorry, do you Jake. know Alex no, Eric? Okay. Yes, Alex Eric is, is the video. one who's directing it and producing yeah. it. Yep, Alex Eric is amazing. So he's in the Midwest emo crew. Yes, yeah. Alex is just. A, we have the most fun with him. When we he do also was. Oh, he's fun. so fun yeah, to be yeah. around, he's and so fun. his. Yeah. I just love watching his creative mind work yeah. as he's shooting. You know, yeah. whether it's photography or video, whatever. Yeah, I just yeah. love watching his mind work. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah, yeah, we're we're filming this Sunday. This Sunday. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's Sundays. coming up. Well, you'll okay. be at the Rockin'. Maybe we'll see you oh, okay. afterward for a burger. <laughs> 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 you may, you may be. <laughs> yeah, it might be just you know. <laughs> time will align. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. Well, thanks yep. so much, Jake. Be good, everybody. Yep. Thanks right. for the small talk. Yeah. Thanks for the small talk, Jake. <laughs> we love you, buddy. <laughs> Now that does it for this episode of Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore. Thank you so much for listening. We are proudly presented by Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design family of businesses celebrating 25 years of small business ownership in Kankakee County. You can learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. Also, a special thank you to our patrons for helping make this episode possible, including Don Geisinger, Diana Crowley, Joseph Lamont, Bill Parakis of Meineke Car Care Center, Lori Krayoch, Karen Bishop, SLS Home Inspections, Seth and Mary Berkey, Jake Lee, Jesse Arsenal, Dave Barron, Veronica Featherston, John Sullivan, Sue Hornung, Samantha Rocknowski, Lake Iverson, Travis Garcia, Jane Bostwick, Dawn Harrison, Simon Topless, Scott Wright, Carrie O'Connell, Jamie Race, Joanne Barry, Anthony Vicelli, Eric Olson, Nolan Bukowski, Natalie Flagel, Carl Erps, Jeff and Rosa Carroll, Teague Dreenan, Sandy and Steve Twait, and Rose Lucky. To become a podcast patron, go to kankakeepodcast.com, then click on the Patron tab. If you pledge $5 or more per month, you'll also hear your name announced on an episode of the podcast. There's also access to extended versions of episodes and much more. Our theme song was written and performed by Lupe Carroll and recorded by Daniel Bishop. (laughs) 